kayfabe, but you want to do tonight. The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world and make Welcome to the Trusted Source. My name is Ashley. And I'm Trustly. And we are your host on this journey to enlightenment. The Trusted Source is about life lessons, uncommonly common knowledge, and the reality of the world today. Every episode, we delve into the six dimensions and navigate the myths and facts of life. Life lessons? Check. Reality of the world we live in today? Check. Uncommonly common knowledge? Wait, wait what? Anyway, kick it with us. We are masters of the arts, but we know some stuff. You didn't have to dumb down what I said. Common knowledge is not all that common. And throughout this, I may seem like a know-it-all, but I promise you I'm not. I'm learning every day, and I'm sharing it with you. And that's the point of the six dimensions, to learn every day. And I love that, but you are kind of a know-it-all. Whatever. Enjoy the episode, y'all. How much have you had to drink? Um, so like we went to the beach with a 16 ounce, 16 ounces of Tito's and eight ounces of tequila. And we came back with none of that. So 24 ounces of liquor total. You had or y'all split? We split. 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 10, 14. Yeah, we split it evenly. Oh, okay. Well, she drank more than me, so she definitely, of course. the girl I was with. She's a tank. She's a tank. Basically, fucking drink. drink but so I, like, I because I don't drink much, I still feel it. Plus, I had a couple shots before I left the house. True. Yeah. Welcome to the Trusted Source, Shout my guys. Shout out to Uber. I drove. I know. I'm just saying. Don't drink and drive, people. Yes, even if it's a water, it might spill on you. Period. Anyway, not much. Not much to talk about. Um, Hey, the um, it's back again. Never left. Let's get into the episode. Ten common final. Wow, final? That's not it. Rewind. Ten common financial mistakes. That's it. And hopefully, solutions for them i got solutions hopefully number one ash ashd does not know anything that's coming only i do so this is actually a little fun number one frivolous or excessive spending how do you solve that stop fucking spending stop fucking spending i mean i have a word like basically (laughs) we're gonna play a game you're gonna try to say what i wrote Mm. like the answer for that but i so Frivolous or excessive spending, your answer to solve that would be... Set a budget and stick to it. Oh, that's what I got, budget. And that's how you stop fucking spending. Which I will more say and more jeans, that sneakers. budgets are hard to stick to from mm-hmm. personal experience. But we, like, I am a firm believer that we're not on this earth to pay bills and die. I am for, you know, YOLO and spending money where it makes you happy. But at the same time financial responsibility has to come first so like excessive spending on nonsense especially something that you can't like not an, it's not an asset something that you can continuously use like shoes i consider an asset you wear those you know what i mean you can sell yeah, them you need, you, you, you need them and you can also if you buy them you can sell them if you don't wear them too much so like shoes can be an investment you still got to make a budget for it. Agreed. You have Instead to make a budget and stick to making it. Making excessive amounts of payments on shoes. I think also, like, I don't know if this is on the list at all because I haven't seen it. But it is. Brand whores. Okay, it's not. Stress me out. <laughs> it is. It's not. Like, you. Uh, Brand especially, whores. Oh, I feel you. Especially <laughs> black folk, young black folk. Like, what young annoys black folk, me. Black folk. What, what annoys me about that shit is when I learned about marketing propaganda that made that a thing for black people to it was literally a a propaganda tool by white folks to kind of like keep up with the Joneses that comes from another propaganda marketing campaign of 
make black people think that this will get them accepted by white folks and they will buy it because they want that they crave that they need that and it'll make us richer that's what that and it will make them richer yeah. and so like you're out here spending money on balenciaga ugly ass shoes spending 900 dollars on them for what so you can say you got them you, you know them shit's ugly you want, I buy for comfort and Motherfuckers longevity. buy Gucci like nobody's business and this shit be Damn. just not like. And I mean, if you got it, flaunt it. Like, if you want to, buy it. Live your life. It's yours. But just buying shit because it has a label on it to say it has a label on it and it adds absolutely no value to your life. You don't even fucking like it. You just wanted the label. That, that is in agreement with excessive spending for no reason if you're gonna buy something buy it because you need it you really 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 want it or it's a sound investment for your future i don't, I don't agree with the want. i said really 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 i, I put three reallys three reallys four reallys listen i buy what i want because i'm gonna do it i mean i feel you but if it doesn't hurt you financially then yeah i'm cool you with the reallys i'm cool with the reallys if it doesn't hurt you financially but those reallys can be really dangerous. You can really be in debt. That's on the list later. We'll talk about it. Number two, yes, budget. You were right. Ding, ding. Ding. Number two, never-ending payment. <laughs> um, After pay. And that would be subscriptions and stuff. But how do you solve that? How do you fix that? It's, I have two ways to fix that cancel unnecessary subscriptions exactly what i have unnecessary subscription subscriptions and it's an x on it because they need to be canceled yeah i feel like if you haven't used it clicked on it in more than two months go ahead and cancel it yeah we talked about that before i think i do my three weeks three months like a year thing like i'll keep rechecking like do i use this like i thought i would you ever spend too much you ever spend money on something that you really wanted like i remember i bought my mom a massage chair thing it wasn't a chair. It was a thing that attaches to a chair. Mm-hmm. And because she used it at someone else's house and liked it. And I bought it for her. She used it one time and never used it again. And I'm like, I should never bought that. But yeah, if you buy stuff for like yourself like that, like just check. Like, do you really use this? If not, just toss it. Yeah. But um, for the never ending payments thing, like when you are purchasing something and you you know you break it up into payments i think elon musk said this you make thirty thousand a year but you spend sixty thousand on a car and you're making payments and you're internally you know like in a in a a debt struggle so like this is an accounting thing but debt to equity ratio like you have a certain amount of debt but not enough equity to cover your debt you're over leveraged you are literally living your life in in the rear continuously like you're never if you were to lose your job right now you would lose everything you earn you own because you yeah. don't own anything you're constantly owing for it and i mean in this capitalistic society even when you own something you don't own it because you can pay off your car but if you don't pay the taxes on it every year you can still get your car taken you can buy a house you pay it off if you don't pay your property taxes it can still get foreclosed oh, yeah. on if you live in an hoa society you don't follow hoa rules you can pay your house or show you making payments on it and they can foreclose you so like there is it's hard to say you know like don't be forever making payments and then because you don't actually own it because you in america you don't really own anything (laughs) you really don't it belongs to the government it belongs to the government but at the same time you know to regress from that you cannot i think you asked me you had two i said the one was cancel unnecessary subscription and then my other one was kind of like being like a devil's advocate kind of like you just get multiple streams of revenue just cancel that out you know but but still you can still overdo it have never-ending payments and it's like okay you're still you're still going towards a debt route Mm -hmm. last episode i made a comment about getting my number of bills down to seven because i consolidated a lot did you say seven or five you did say seven and i stand by like Knowing where your money is going, you know what I mean? And being able to like have smaller, less bills that you're paying every month is very helpful for financial freedom. Like if you are making like, so 
I don't remember the exact number I said I had before, but I know it was like 13 or 14 bills at one point that I was paying out every yeah. month, including subscriptions. And it was just like, if you have mon- money constantly coming out more than you're tracking the money that's coming in, then you're never in control of your finances. No. You just your finances it. are in control of you. Exactly. So it's like, I gave it, like, that is a, that is a common mistake. It, it's easy. Like they hand out things on credit. Ooh, I can get this Netflix. It's only so and so ninety nine a month. It used to be. Now Ooh, it's I can like get this Disney Plus. It's only so and so a month. It's only like that's what you start thinking, and then you keep getting a subscription, it adds up. and then it adds up, and now you have something that's more than a cable bill. Like, gotcha. They getting their money from multiple people. They ain't 100%. worried about it. And then, especially with shit like gym memberships or you know, like whatever, you get them because you want to use them, and then you never use them again, and they're still getting their money regardless. Like gym memberships, especially the ones with lower payments, like Planet Fitness used to prey on that ten dollars a month because oh, yeah. they know majority of people. Oh, we got a special coming up. Sign up for only ninety nine cents a month this month. Uh, oh, okay. Because even the ten dollars a month is going to kick in and they're going to get their money. They're going to get their money, and you're probably going to forget about it. You're probably going to forget that it's getting charged to you because mm-hmm. majority of people can handle a nine ninety nine a month payment without yeah. thinking about it. You know, so like, but they still got $120 a year off of you. Multiply that by 100,000 people that never actually use it. Dang. And. Not including that they sell things, but. Right, and they charge you a yearly fee. Let's move on. Yes, they do. Every gym. Most gyms do. YMCA, eSport, LA Fitness. All right, moving on. Living on borrowed money. I had an answer, but I couldn't figure it out. Wait, you, so did you write an answer down? No. So is living on borrowed money just like you? That's a common financial mistake. Like people, hey, um, yeah, they credit and loans and such. Like mm-hmm. I wrote those were thing. I wrote that as a solution. I'm like, wait, that's not a solution. That's so what borrowed money. I have learned that truly wealthy people borrow money to invest in it, something that's going to make them money. So like. Okay. They don't. Yeah, but they don't live on it. They don't live on it. No, but yeah. if you like, but if they had to, like, on a last ditch effort, somebody who's financially smart will say they're down to their last. They're dead broke. Mm-hmm. They will borrow ten thousand dollars to invest half of it in a fucking vending machine that will yield them some money continuously over time, and use the other half to get them out of the hole that they're in. You know what I mean? So that when they, if they get out of that hole, they are, they have an income, they a stream smart. coming Why in. Are they broke? People get, shit happens, life happens. Yeah. There is nobody who can avoid financial risk. There is nobody on this oh, planet sure. who has never been broke unless they are born into generational wealth. Like it, sh- it just is what it yeah. is. But if you, it's not about the actual amount of money that you have more so than your mentality about money. You can go through a period of not of being without funds and not be broke. You just happen to not have funds at the moment. Gotcha. Broke people are people who don't know how to manage money and therefore will never attain it. Mm-hmm. Because every time they and get they it, they're going to spend on, it stupidly yeah. and living on borrowed money. Yeah, constantly good. taking out title loans, constantly taking out loans from people, constantly borrowing money from people, never getting out of the hole because they just when they get money, they make stupid fucking decisions with yeah. it. So, so, like, bar- borrowing money isn't bad. It's just the living part that we're focusing on. Yep. And to solve it, I don't... To solve it, you just, just gotta... You, really, ha- to, so- to solve something like decisions. that is to take a realistic look at what you're borrowing versus your income. So, like, the money that you make on your own versus money that you have from other people or other things. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. have to look at your expenses versus your actual income. Be realistic with yourself. And then see ways that you can mediate that. See how you can come in the middle. See how you can make it so that you can't live. Because if you're, if you've lived off borrowed money for so long, you've attained a lifestyle you can't actually. You're probably afford. having. You're probably doing the first one and the second one. You have an excessive spending or um, never-ending payments of unnecessary subscriptions type shit. And that's how you can cut it out. So by so cut, hand, by handling smart, one and two, stupid things, you can accomplish not living under three. Yep. Mm. And he's yeah, like, men and women can do that of, like, I, th- I feel like if you're living in constant borrowing money and payments, then you fuck around and 
will deal with pe- will deal with toxic and unhealthy things for the wrong reason because they're funding your lifestyle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that kind of goes in with breaking unhealthy cycles. But what's the next one? Number four. Buying a new car. You just said something about Elon Musk about people getting $60,000 cars on a $30,000 salary or $30,000 income a year. And it's, I don't have a solution. I just have something that I wrote. I can't remember where I got the note from, but someone that said buying a car is not a, buying a new car is not a necessary good idea because it's a deep, depreciating asset very much so and especially kids <laughs> got a thing against kids huh i like kids are good cars don't get okay, me wrong gotcha. they are solidly good I got cars against nissans that's fair but okay. kias depreciate at a significant value like mm. like when you you cannot like you're always Nine times ten, you're going to be upside down on a Kia, on a Kia vehicle. Like if you buy a brand new Kia, yeah. you will never be able to turn that shit in at the value that you bought it at. Oh yeah. In any way, shape, or form. And some you can, like Hondas, Toyotas. Hondas. You can. You Hondas you will. Are, your oh. upside down ratio will be very little. Like you won't have as much of an upside down part for that. And if you don't know what upside down means, that means owing more than it's currently valued at. Got you. And that's what happens. Like so, people. Here's the thing with new cars. <laughs> You'll buy a let's let's take it back ten years. You bought a twenty ten Camry in twenty ten, mm-hmm. and you know a couple years go by twenty sixteen. Now you trade it in. You buy a new car. You buy now you buy a twenty sixteen Camry. You that's a long time actually. I have to buy. I have to dial it back. Say twenty thirteen. You turn your car in. Yeah, so twenty thirteen. So you turn your car in. Get a new one, and you have a new payment. So your payment is say forty or fifty dollars more a month than you were paying originally but you were upside down so like they rolled over that debt into new debt and so now your monthly payment may not look much higher than it was before but you are still technically paying on the car that you turned in Mm. that makes sense yeah so like people do that a lot without realizing it car dealers do that without actually telling you what they're doing and so if your income or sometimes they'll do it even by $100, $150 because if your income increased to the point where you can afford this extra $150, but technically speaking, you're still paying on two cars at one time, you are paying more in interest and you're constantly doing this year over year over year over year. You multiply 40 to $100 by 12 for the rest of your fucking life. That's a lot of interest or just unnecessary money that you're spending because you don't understand that when you trade in your car you're not you you need to look at the numbers how much am i getting for my car versus how much is my new loan i've actually talked to four or five wealthy people like actually wealthy like not rich wealthy they have money their kids have money their grandkids have money don't even know it type shit like Mm -hmm. and money in the bank type shit Mm -hmm. and if you look at all their cars, they may have fancy cars or whatever, but their reliable car does not change what they and I spoke to two or three of them. They lease their cars yeah, too. I, I like I spoke to all four of them about like their like lifestyle basically. But three of them I specifically talked to about their actual cars. And they said when you get a car, get a car that works, reliable, make sure you don't have to work on it too much. And make it last. Like maintenance and gas mileage oh, are the yes. two primary things I look for when I get a car. And that's they said. They said, look, make sure it saves you on gas. They said, look to save money because the car is already costing you money. Why cost yourself more money? Why buy an expensive car that's going to be a gas guzzler? It's going to need to be the insurance is going to be high. You have to go take it to the maintenance shop over and over. All this other shit. And that's it's why like, I don't like BMWs. Oh yeah, they. I I avoid whenever I'm looking I, for a car. I'm like, ah, skip BMW. I feel like the maintenance on them are uh, if if you're not if like if you buy a BMW, it should not be your primary car that you plan on driving every day for that very reason. BMW maintenance is OD high and they like and again, cars, new cars are made to break down. They're made for continuous maintenance. Like older cars that were made in the 70s, 80s, early 90s were made to last for years and years and years. Which is why if you were good about them, you could keep them for 30 40 years and they still work or why classic cars are so popular because it's just refix you know fixing the engine 
it still fucking works. You can't do that with a 2009, like a 2009, That's real anything. Steel right there. Like, <laughs> That's real steel. Real steel. All right. <laughs> Enough of buying a new car, the depreciating asset. Oh, I said it right the second time. I love that for you. Number five, spend too much on a house. <laughs> and. Hmm. What? It's not really an answer, like a solution, but what is the reason why you shouldn't spend too much on a house? Because you can end up house poor. So house poor is when you have a house that you can't fucking pay for. Okay. And the reason why I wrote it's going to tie into that is because you're setting yourself up for a long-term it's a long-term contract. Mm-hmm. So if you end up paying too much for a house that you, after a while, realize you didn't want because you didn't spend enough time to realize that in the first place, now you're in a long-term contract that you, you're you just stuck in when it comes mm-hmm. to mortgage and all that other And especially, stuff, stuff. so like you hear words like with mortgages, 30, like, okay. So yes, you're locked into a contract with a mortgage, but then you hear things like, do you have equity in your home? Which means, is your home now worth more than you paid for it? That's what you need to think about when you buy a home. You want to buy a home that the cost that you're purchasing it, that either there's development going on around your home where homes are going to be worth more. There is an attraction that's coming close to your home where homes are going to be worth more. There's a fucking gas line. I don't care what it is. Something (laughs) close by that is going to make your home worth more in the future than it is now. Because if not, then like you said, it is a long-term investment. And your investment is subject to market volatility. If the homes in your, that you you spent 150000 on your home, but in 10 years, those homes are only worth 80000 then you are always going to be making a payment that is more than the home is worth. And you're spending more than that, for sure. You got taxes, maintenance, utilities. Everything. That comes monthly. Like, <laughs> our, I'm seeing a push towards home ownership over rental. You, when You, you got to think about something. When you're renting a home, you are stuck in a one-year lease. Yeah. One year, not 30. You are not responsible for maintenance on that home. Your landlord is. Mm -hmm. You are not responsible for taxes on that home. Your landlord landlord is. is. You're not responsible for anything other than paying the set upon agreement locked in your year lease. So, yes, if you think about it, you you could get. No, you really aren't. I sat down once and did the hidden cost for home ownerships, HOA, taxes, homeowners insurance, maintenance, different things that like people don't think about other than the cost of the home when you're but buying you're it. you're smart, don't you make the rent high enough to cover all of that? Plus, That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying majority of people for who are renting homes got it at a deep discount though you usually get them off foreclosures or things like that so they bought it as something that was so discounted that regardless of what they set the rent as they're making a profit that has absolutely nothing to do with you going in and purchasing a home for you to live in okay, rental gotcha. properties and going in a home to live in are too okay, complete gotcha. you, you approach those investments differently from an opposite end of the spectrum so like you can't Think about it in terms of, okay, well, a landlord's going to jack the rent up so that they make a profit off of it. Because that doesn't relate to if you go out and purchase a home for your home ownership needs and your family. Okay. It's not the same thing. Gotcha. So what I was saying about, like, buying a home that you are, that you're making a lot, renting versus owning. I'm all for home ownership if it's smart for you and your financial needs right now. But if you are committing the previous mistakes that were listed, <laughs> yeah. such as excessive spending, being forever in debt, going out and purchasing a home is not the right fucking move for you no. because you are, again, financial locking bad yourself financial into a thir- 15 to 30 year contract, legally binding agreement that if you foreclose on affects your credit for many, 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 many years to come. It takes seven years for shit to pop off. And three hundred thousand is gonna hold a lot more weight than you owing the landlord twenty two hundred for not missing on your rent or for missing on your rent or breaking your lease or whatever. Like I, that keeping up with the Joneses mentality has to stop in terms of going out and buy and committing these long term financial obligations because you want to seem like you have your life together. 
if renting makes more sense for you, fucking rent. Don't not buy a home just because you think it's going to make you seem like you're more financially sound. It won't. It won't. Moving on. All right. Number six. Um, growing up, we've seen this in a lot of movies. Maybe some people caught on. I'm sure not everyone did because people still make the same mistakes that we see in TV shows and movies. You'll see a movie. I can't remember. I was watching a movie the other day and he was talking about um, he needed more money for something for his business. Uh, so he refinanced his home. Oh, it was the McDonald's founder movie. And I, when I was younger, I know if I would have saw that, I would be like, what do you mean he's refinancing his home? You're getting you're re second mortgage more money oh that's dope but what i re- realized it was it was um people use home equity like a bank and they dig themselves a hole which mm-hmm. is and the solution for that is don't fucking do it but do not refinance your home unless you're refinancing it for an asset-based solution that's what it is people refinance their home to get more debt incurring um activities or they refinance to fix something or go on vacation or you know just something that's not a financially sound decision so if you are taking out so this is what happened to my grandfather like I don't know if I told you that I live a mile away from my grandfather like where the house he was in for 20 years when he died my family found out that he got caught in two predatory loans and Mm. over the 20 years had paid three times what his house was worth and was still $30,000 in debt on that same home because the first loan he took out was a predatory loan it was a super high it was an asset high loan that like for the first 10 years of his 30 year loan he was paying straight interest it wasn't even touching the principal of the loan he didn't know because he doesn't understand financial terms and was reading it was compounding interest compound is when you pay interest on the amount yearly and not the total amount of principal so like he didn't know that he didn't understand that and then he refinanced on the equity of his loan and got caught in an in the same type of loan on his own equity against his own home like there is no fucking reason that when you're when your mortgage quote-unquote is up or like that the, the time that goes on like when i just got a loan recently to consolidate my debt if I follow the terms of the loan, which was for $10,000, I will be paying $6,000 in interest in total fees. Shit. Now, I'm not doing that <laughs> because I understand what that meant. Yeah. But they say things like APR, which is annual percentage rate, or APY, which is annual percentage yield. yield. For now, yielding is for what you're saving. Like, so if I put money in the bank, there's an APY. If I take out money on a loan, it's crazy. Is you don't learn about like some of that stuff till college, and it's like, what? I should have learned about this in, in high, high school. school. And see, the thing that because it's econ. Where we talk about equity and not this isn't a, that not the financial term, but e- not equity, equality. 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 This is I'm, I'm going in a different direction right okay, now. Cool. I was like, what? The, this system is built on white supremacy, the system that we yeah. live in. White people are taught this from their grandmothers, their parents, and so on. Black people were not. So when we say we're 400 years behind the curve, we did not we're, we not we were not raised to understand the system. And the schools schools didn't have to teach white children this because they learned from home. So like we talk about how schools weren't preparing us, the needs were different and school was Our education system was based on the needs of white children. It never changed once integration happened. There was a time where when black people were teaching black people, they taught things that were necessary for black people to progress because they knew black needs and integrated schools did not. So, like, you can blame, you know, whatever you want. But the, the basis is. We have to start our financial education and then teach that to our children. And we cannot rely on institutions and such to do that or say, oh, we weren't taught this in school. Neither were white kids. But they still know it because somebody taught them. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not the school's fault to teach your children. It's not the school's responsibility to make sure that your children have what they need. It's a free fucking system for them to have for you to basically have child care for 18 years for 13 years of their life from five to 18 
Like that that is what you should think of school as. Free oh, yeah. childcare. Like what and they I, learn I, I there in school. That. I get that and I understand a hundred percent. It's just crazy to me how it's like, okay, we not taught this in school and it's like and how the fuck how do some people know this and some people don't? And then the percentages of the people that know that are white and it's a high percentage and a high percentage of people that don't know this are black and I'm like Oh, that's why. That's and it's it's funny how we were shunned and killed or whatever when we tried to actually learn and read a book and try to write and stuff like that. Literally, they were beat, killed. When we had then, it, they but, bombed it. But then in class, you see people making fun of the person trying to learn, ask questions and stuff. It's like, bro, you're, 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 you're making him a proud slave owner. He is proud that you do that. And like, mm-hmm. why? Like, People don't That's why bullies don't get in trouble. We're falling into the system of what the white slave owner wanted us to be. And it's like, and when will we stop? When will you stop? What tip, I mean, mistake were we on? We were on people using home equity like a bank. And it yeah. digs them a hole. So, to get back to that. <laughs> all right, well, let's get, all right, so we're done with that. Let's skip on to the next. All right. And living check to check. Mm. That's number seven. I wonder what that's 8, a, 9, and 10 are because one of my comments about living check to check is when you make more money increasing your debts and like continuously living check to check even though you make more. Paying, um, yeah. Debt is number nine. All right. So living check to check is something that I am guilty of doing. I think we all are at some yeah. point in life. You know, the goal is to escape from that. It's also very hard to not do when you make $10 an hour. So, like, this current labor shortage that we're having with people refusing to come to work or whatever and shutting corporations down until they get a living wage that they deserve, I am so here for that movement because we, you can have a full-time job working 40 hours, 50 hours a week and still have to live paycheck to paycheck to cover basic necessities. To cover just the cost of living and maybe having a little fun in between. That's no not fun. our fault. Sometimes no fun for some people. That's not that's not a poor financial decision. So I, I get why that is on the list because some people make a willing choice to do that. But living paycheck to paycheck is also something that a lot of millennials cannot avoid mm-hmm. because entry level pay and we're entry level workers. Well, not so much anymore because I'm on the lower spectrum of millennium. Like millennial, they go from 23 to 38 currently in 2021. So like, I mean, if you can avoid living paycheck to paycheck, obviously do it. My only solution for it, which (laughs) is to budget and save. And if you're already doing that and still living check to check, this is not for you. Mm -hmm. This is for the people that don't have a budget, don't save money, and they're struggling living check to check. Now make a budget, start to save, and see the difference. But if you already do that, I'm not talking. We're not talking to you. That that's what that is for, and that's what it literally says. And this is all from Vestapedia, but that's what it literally says in their tab. Heard that. And we already said nine paying off debts a solution. I don't know. We'll we'll get back to it. Number eight, not investing. <sighs> What's your solution for that? Fucking invest. Forty dollars turn me invest? into eight hundred. How do you invest? You pick a fucking investment and you do it. That's how you invest. Just do it. You just do it. I said download. I, I said learn. I mean, yeah, you learn, you but can, you don't. You learn by doing with investing, and that's the unfortunate reality. You can learn terms. You can learn yeah. strategies. You can do all the research in the world, but there is no amount of research or learning with investments that can that can eliminate risk in investing. You are going to take L's when you invest. Yeah. You're going to lose money and you're going to gain money. Do some research before you just jump in, though. Agreed. Don't just jump into it. But you was like, just do it. I mean, I still say just do it. Then just do it. (laughs) Learn first. Do some research. Don't just be like, I'm going to buy this stock. And it's like, ah, okay. Uh, Did you? No, I don't know anything about it. Nothing? You never even heard of the company? You don't buy anything of the company? You've never seen it? You don't even even know that part of the country? You, You don't? Okay. The stock I bought had absolutely no research involved. It was, I like the name. All right. And I purchased it. The stock I bought before that, 
the one that I bought for $10 and sold at $90 a share. Hey, sometimes you get that. It was a, it, the, the name of it. I mean, because you can't buy it. But sometimes buy something for $10 and then sell it for 80 cents. Like, cause you didn't re- because you, you didn't know. research. But like, yeah. even with, you can research it in the world and buy it for $10 and still sell it at 80 cents. Yeah. The, so the only thing I can say for investing that you need to learn before you go into it is find a stop loss point. That means, and it should never be more your stop loss should be 20% of your investment. So to put that into perspective, if you purchase something for $10, that means you will sell it no matter what once it gets to eight so that you only lose 20% of your investment gotcha. and not all your money. Because 20% of $10 is two. Now, if you don't know percentages, fractions, you move the decimal two places. So you multiply the amount 10 or 11 or 12 by if it's 20%, 0.2. If it's 13%, 0.13. If it's 77%, 0.77. I'm good at math and I got fucking lost. I understand. All right. But. At least y'all can pause and rewind. You can pause and rewind. You just right. take the number and move the decimal two to the left. That's how you do percentages. Oh, I already knew how to do percentages. Thank God. Okay. I was like, so what? like when I, if I say you don't want your stop loss point to be 20% of your investment, that means whatever the fuck the investment amount is, it's $47. You multiply 47 by 0.2, y'all. Write that shit down. Write that shit down. That's a quote. And then you should also like whatever you do, you should have a plan more so than worrying about research, worry about the plan once you do the fucking investment. So like if I purchase something, I am going to hold it for six weeks and I'm going to see what happens for a stock, a bond, whatever you're buying. Mm. If you purchase bonds are long term investments. So like if you buy if you're buying a bond. Which for a, a low level investor or like a single investor, you're one person just trying to diversify your portfolio. If you buy a bond, you're mostly going to buy a city bond, a municipal bond. That's city and municipal are interchangeable words because you're, you're basically you're loaning the government money mm-hmm. and they're going to pay you back later based off your maturity date. So say you buy a, fi- a five year bond. Your maturity date is in five years. So in those five years, they're going to pay you your money back plus the interest. That's how a bond works. Okay. Okay. So companies, if you're purchasing a company bond, you're paying thousands of dollars for those. When, I don't know, did you ever get a bond as a child? Did your parents, my grandmother used to do this. She used to buy bonds for the grandkids. No. And we mature them at a certain time. Okay. So this I know there are other people like that have experienced this. Grandparents used to buy their grandkids, children, whatever, bonds for birthday presents, especially when they were younger and yeah. couldn't like wouldn't appreciate a fucking present anyway. I've seen it in movies and white families. Jewish people do this a lot too. They purchase Definitely. and then when their children are in their late twenties and have made a series of bad life choices and are now struggling, <laughs> they can cash in their bonds. <laughs> so, I what what fucking thing are we on? Number uh, investing. investing. So this is all different forms of investment. I said diversify your portfolio Try earlier. Diversify my bonds, Nikki. That's a Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's why I laugh when you said diversify <laughs> to start. But <laughs> try not to laugh. <laughs> trust says learn and research. Valid point. I say, but don't make learn. A plan. You can't learn and research forever. Like, learn. You don't can't. be like, uh, I don't know. Well, most motherfuckers don't know. You just got to do, and then you'll figure it out. You learn from doing. Like, yeah, school can. is cool. Learning is cool. Could, Asking questions. I compare is cool. everything to sports. Like, you could watch all day, but you but can't like, learn. So, sport I think until you actually play it. I personally think of investments as making purchases that I can't get back. Like, if I spend $40 on something, yes, I'm going into it hoping to make money. But if I spent $40 on fucking food at a restaurant, I would leave that $40 we spent and I wouldn't think twice about it. Yeah, I don't count my, all my investments in my budget. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean, hold on. It's in my budget. I just don't take it away from my daily budget. That makes sense. It's like I take it out. And then when I start doing it, it's just it is what it is. That money. So like, I. There. Yeah. I don't ever ask for it back until something crazy happens. Like, okay, it dropped too low. Okay, it went to because I have a like a you have a plan. Yeah, you have a stop loss point, yeah. a point where you want to sell. So like, you know, you don't want to just throw it in and forget about it. 
Um, you should if you if you are investing, you should check it daily. If you're investing, you should have notifications for whatever app that you're using. There's so many different investment apps um, with low needing brokerage brokerage accounts. So a broker is the mediator between you and the market. The broker is lending you the money or giving you the money back. That's Mm -hmm. that's what a broker does. So like, so he's not broke. He just makes sure you're not broke. Shut up. <laughs> right. Um, cause like, so forex people. You remember how I told you I hate forex niggas? Oh, yes. <laughs> I hate forex niggas Dude, because forex. they weren't talking about the risk of forex as much as they were talking about the money that you could make off of it. Like, like I said earlier, you could lose a lot of money in seconds investing. Yeah. Investing is so not investing is a financial mistake. A hundred percent a financial mistake because you're never going to learn. You're never going to know what not to do. You're like you're just you're just going to be in this world with no possibility of making money off of nothing. Because when you're investing, you're making money off an idea. Like if if you if my investment goes up and I make money off of it, like that forty dollars that has overall made me more than a thousand dollars because of how much I've pulled equity out and reinvested. So like. I would have never had that if I would have spent that $40 on something else. But that $40, if I would have still reinvested my equity, so like I pulled out 100, I reinvested 20, I pulled out 250, I reinvested 80. See what I'm saying? I'm reinvesting equity. I could still, if I keep doing that, keep reinvesting my equity, that's still my money. And then if I keep doing that to a certain point where I'm at risk to lose ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, I still lost it if it happens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like you, the more money people put in a thousand, two thousand with Dogecoin, which is the one that I made my money off of. Then I said I bought it because I like the name because it was a fucking meme and come to find out later that coin literally became off of the meme. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who had something called scam coin. Who made millions of dollars off of it because a whole bunch of people decided to purchase the scam coin and then got mad that they lost money. And he was like, You fucking idiots. I named it Scam Coin. You see what I'm saying? Let's move on. We're going to be on investing forever. It's a really, it's a, it's a hot deep. topic. That's, for why, that's why I learned <laughs> just on your own. Learn and do. We'll do an episode on that. A whole. Number nine, paying off debts. Ten comments. Let me get. Let me find out exactly what it is. Paying off debt a mistake or paying off, oh paying off debt with savings. Mm-hmm. That's the mistake. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can see people doing this. Yeah, cause see, I just started saving, so I never did this. So I've ha, done it. Ha, ha, I did ha. it in the past. So, so like, <laughs> my aunt who is she taught me this savings the money that you have in savings cash is more important than anything else so like what they say cash is king cash is what cash is keen i thought you said cash is kin um don't don't use your savings for anything other than what it was intended for like some people save money to buy a car some people save money to buy a home some people save money specifically to go on vacation Mm -hmm. like but never ever 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 Use your savings to pay off it. I would rather let some shit go to collections before I have, <laughs> have a rainy day fund, but that's not your savings. That's so not your savings. Totally, totally separate. But I, I wouldn't even use my rainy day fund to pay off a debt. On Mary Had a Little Lamb, I'd rather go to collections and use paid off because if you let something true, go to collections, true. you can that would offer. Be for like something happens in the house or something happens here. So, property. like, real quick. That's what the rainy day fund is. <laughs> collections is something that like everybody is afraid of or just like whatever let me tell you something (laughs) (laughs) if something goes to collections you got three options one you can pay it off don't do that two you can dispute it report fraud whatever if you dispute something there is a risk for another debt collector to pick it up and end up back on your credit report but you can dispute it and get it taken off once it's taken off your credit report it doesn't matter that it was there in the first place Three, you can offer them a discounted rate because what, pe- what companies do when they sell your, your debt off to a debt collector is they sold it for a certain amount and then use that as a tax deduction. So that company that you originally owed, T-Mobile, Sprint, Cam- Comcast, Spectrum, whoever, they don't give a damn anymore about yeah. your debt once it okay. goes to a debt collector. But the debt collector, all they care about is receiving some payment to cover the fact that 
they bought the debt. They didn't buy it for what you owe. They didn't buy your debt for $930. They bought it for four. They just want their $400 back. So if you owe a certain amount of money, I've done this. I've called and been like, hey, I can give you $25,000 right now if you take this off my credit report. Get that shit in writing. And now that because of the internet and DocuSign, they can send it to you in email and you can sign it in 20 seconds. You get it in writing that you only owe them 25 cents on the dollar and you can get your debt paid off for a fraction of what you owe it as opposed to owing to paying using your fucking savings to pay it off. Yeah. Like there's a lot of financial decisions or financial mistakes that are on this list. But like, do not be afraid to let some shit go to collections. Yeah, <laughs> is I'm, all I'm going to say. I'm not afraid. Because it also falls <laughs> off in seven years. But trust does that shit to the extreme. And like, not anymore. I mean, I'm You're learning. But yeah, I'm learning. I, like, I'm still not afraid. <laughs> still not afraid. Like, if it happens, it happens. Especially no when it comes to medical bills. I well, I ain't giving no medical motherfuckers shit. You catch me. Like, let that shit fall off in seven years. And Fuck number that, 10 is out of the 10 common mistakes is not having a plan. Which. I'm sorry, I got caught staring at the dog. A lot of people do in life more than financially, but not having a plan. Have a plan, create a plan when it comes to investing, when it comes to having a budget, saving. All, every, all the previous nine we actually explained. Can be solved with a plan. Be solved with a plan. Your financial future depends on it. Mm-hmm. So make some time planning your finances as a top priority. Yes. And then after you make a plan, reevaluate your plan. Put action into your plan. Mm-hmm. Put action into your plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A plan without action is a dream, baby. Hi, I'm Leah. I'm the owner and artist behind my Etsy shop, Art by Leah Parts. My shop offers one-of-a-kind handmade earrings and pins, portraits, and custom pieces of your choice. Check out my work on Instagram and my Etsy shop, Art by Leah Parks. Thank you for your support. Uh, Leah, hello. What about the pod? Oh, I did the cover art. But what about a podcast shout-out, maybe? Boy, bye. You only get 30 seconds. Are you serious? That's the whole 30 seconds. On that note, let's see if we can... I don't even know how to hit the damn button. Tighten up. Make it make sense. Where I talk to y'all about shit that don't make no motherfucking sense to me. And it's crazy that my make it make sense falls along with one of the common mistakes, which is frivolous spending. Spending money on fucking nonsense. Spending money to flex. Spending money to show social media what you got. We live in a world where everybody puts their best self out and doesn't show the actual struggles or actual time it took to get there. And so when I see y'all going out and buying Jordans because they're the same fucking Jordan being re-released with a line color difference and spending two to three hundred two to $300 on it, that bothers me because you didn't need them fucking Jordans. You didn't need that Gucci belt. I once got into it with a man, one of my friend's friends at a mall for spending $450 on a Louis Vuitton belt when he doesn't have a car, mm. I need you to, <laughs> Damn. good sir. <laughs> like, and he just, and I know it was like me and a couple other women that were with us. I know he bought that fucking belt to flex for us because we were standing right there. Like I literally, before <laughs> we left Lenox, we were at Lenox Mall in Atlanta. Before we left, oh, I talked shit. so much shit, he returned it. Oh. Because... Nice. What are you doing, bro? Like, this, and, but it's stuff like that that I see all the time, especially, especially on social media. Like, we spend so much money on nonsense, on pure fucking nonsense. And I, I spend money to travel. For some people, that could be considered nonsense. But you can't take that memory away from me unless I get a traumatic brain injury. So... To me, that's worth it. Like the fact that I got to see other points of time. Everybody has their different ways of living. But if we continue to, as as in the black community, if we continue to live this life of spending money just to say we got it, just to show somebody else we not broke. And you're struggling to pay your bills. You're struggling to pay the daycare. You're struggling to make ends meet. You're struggling to do basic necessities. But you got all this shit in your closet that cost a lot but is no longer worth a lot Uh like (laughs) ross got mad designer shit for the low (laughs) my favorite store 
TJ other than, Maxx? Other than a thrifting spot. But thrifting? Bro, go thrift in Buckhead. You know what I mean? Like, go thrift where people got money and they're throwing away designer. Top flight shit. You see, like, you can have, you can floss on a budget or you cannot floss at all. Find your interest and spend money on that so that when the dust fucking settles, you at least have something to hold on to that brings you joy. I just want us to stop spending money on nonsense, to stop frivolous spending, to committing one of these common financial mistakes, to flex. Like, can you make it make sense? No. Oh, I don't. You know me. I'm I'm me. very simplistic. What's it's a minimalistic lifestyle. But it's funny because you used to have a shoe addiction. I did, but that got me in debt and all this other shit. So I had to learn fast. But then you sold it all and you never did it again. Yeah, I sold it all to pay rent. And stuff. I remember. Yeah, because I ended up losing a job. And I was there for that. Yeah, and I was living this check nigga had check a, It was a pantry in his home. 72 pairs of shoes. That he turned into a shoe closet. Yeah. And it was because it was a group of a house full of men who didn't care about groceries. It was so many. Like, but you could like, you know what I mean? You were struggling on basic necessities, but you had all these shoes that you could flex in. You yeah. would go to parties in, you yeah. know, just whatever. Like, and you look back on it and think about all the money you wasted. Because could, you, and, and I use credit to get the shoes, which created the debt. And then I lost a job because I was living check to check. The frivolous spending out, man, the 10 common mistakes. I was all 10 of them. You made all of them at one time. I made all of them. Because like, if you lose your job and you cannot afford your lifestyle, you're living wrong. Yeah. I was not living below my means. That's not on the list. Living below no, your yeah, means. Yeah, I was looking. It was one of the tips. It was like another. That's another day. Live below your means. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's up the 12 tips. Well, you got a sneak peek. Heard. I, um, I'm a fan of living below your means because... It's what you're supposed to do, but I also live Enjoy right life. at my means. <laughs> you like okay? Where are my means? Okay, my basic necessity. What do I, what do I want? Yes, I oh, y'all. I, I, <laughs> I know you. What you want? I what well, I, I get what I want, and I'm gonna get it by any means necessary. I'm gonna go about it smart, in a sense, but I will also make reckless life choices to get what I want. So might not be the best role model for that. Anyway, that's not making it make sense. Stop spending dumbass money on dumbass shit and use it for something else. What's your power search, Chief? Shit, I was still looking for it. But since you pressed it, I'm going to go with the one I landed on. Heard. People have calendars on their walls. You have a picture of Muhammad Ali knocking out Sonny Liston on the wall in the first minute of the first round, May 25th in 1965. Whatever you got, you got all this stuff on the wall. The image of your child, she's so beautiful. Or maybe he, the family, you got the family picture. We're talking about finances. Everything's all fine and dandy. If you got space on your wall, you got space. Just make a financial vision board. Like, oh, I don't want to make no vision board. That's whack. That's lame, my nigga. If you don't make a financial vision board, then. Get all the financial apps you can find to make a budget to the because come on, we're in 2021, about to be 2022, 2020, 2040. At phone, the technology is the future, it is life. You can download all the apps of all your banks and have it on your phone, and then have that as your vision board. Check it daily, have your investment apps right there. You can put them all in one little box, and that could be a little financial vision board. It doesn't have to be visually on your wall. But if it is on your wall, it helps. You see it every day. Put it right by your door. And then you're like, okay, I got this bill. And I'm telling you, I know a lot of guys. I know a lot of girls. They have financial vision boards. It's a calendar. They know where all their bills are due. They know when their checks are coming, the dates. It's on the calendar, all that. They got everything set. They got their money saved. It's set apart. And then they, they have their trips. They go shopping. They go spending. They do all this. Guys, eh, not so much. I don't have money to go on a trip. I don't have money for this. I can't do that because you're not planning everything out. The vision board will help you plan that shit out, my G. Um, I really feel like I'm talking to guys on this. like Because I know a lot of my guy friends that don't. Like, they may be, they may not make terrible decisions with their money. But a lot of them don't have vision boards and the majority of them do make bad decisions financially 
but the woman friends that I have have something close to it of the sort and don't make finan- bad financial decisions. So yeah, give it give it some thought. If you don't want to put it on your wall, that's too too much for you. Because I got one on my wall. I don't care. I know when all my bills are due. I know when I'm getting paid. I, if something pops up, I just write it on my calendar. Boom, boom. I'm a woman who has it on my phone. And yeah, if you can't just put it in your phone, put make a little tab with all the little apps. My, my Robinhood app, my Chime app, mm-hmm. whatever else that spends money. Domino's app if you buy pizza. I have a shopping. I have a tracking and a spending. Yeah. So. Like I keep my, all my shopping apps in one place at the very back of my phone. So yeah. I'm not obligated to spend it. But yeah, no, you, you need some that. kind of visual tracking of your finances or at least a, like a, a visual plan even if you do a vision board for where you want to be at one point like yeah. if it's not necessarily that you want to to track yourself right now even though you absolutely should <laughs> if you just make some sort of plan for your future it can help you attain your goals creating those better money habits we need mm-hmm. those any habits a good habit to have it's money habits here you're what's your um and license. Hey, he yeah. don't even have a license, Lisa. I absolutely 100% do not, but y'all gonna listen to me anyway. Today's unlicensed therapy, I want you to forgive yourself. And I want whatever you have done, whatever stupid ass decisions you have made, whatever trauma or harm you have caused, whatever you're you have let be done to you in the sake of unhealthy habits, I need you deeply in your soul to forgive yourself. I find that living in guilt amongst ourselves, guilt that we never admit to others, is what enables constant cycles of bullshit. Like, if you hold on to trauma and you hold on to shit in the past, Without forgiving yourself, fuck forgiving others because like, yeah, that matters. But you are born into this world alone and you're going to die alone. So you got to forgive yourself. You got to let that hurt go for your internal mistakes that have absolutely, even if it's like someone else caused the pain, but you let it happen. You have to forgive yourself for that. You know what I mean? Like we... Again, I my unlicensed therapies come from conversations I end up having with other people a lot. I agree with this unlicensed therapy <laughs> five thousand percent. I got a note on it exactly, and I'm like, you're right. You're fucking right. Like we carry a lot of baggage, a lot of guilt. I'm a person who, for many years, have said I don't believe in feeling guilty, and I mean that shit. Like if I did it, I stand on it. Yeah, yeah. If I hurt you, I stand on it. It is what it is because I forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> If I said I'm sorry and I'm not going to do it again, then I mean that shit and I forgive me. Like, I don't need you to forgive me. I don't need your forgiveness to accept myself. At all. You can never talk to me again and that's okay. You can never forgive me and that's okay. But I forgive me. And you're entitled to not because I hurt you. And Mm. I I have to live with the consequence of that, which is losing you. Mm. But I still forgive me. Like, I'm so big on forgiveness of self because I am not going to be miserable and guilty behind my own fucking actions when I got to live with them every day. I got to live with the consequences of those actions. And sometimes they have real tangible consequences that I feel in the depths of my soul. I'm not going to compound that with guilt. The hell? Think about that, y'all. I need that as a daily reminder. Remind to forgive yourself. Because it's like I know that. I remember. We seek forgiveness in others rather than forgiving ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and and you you know how they say forgive, but don't forget, Mm -hmm. but you won't forgive yourself, but you'll forget for yourself. You do the exact opposite for yourself. The exact opposite for yourself. And it's like, why is life so situational? Like, Mm. keep, keep, keep that same energy. Hell yeah. Keep that same energy with yourself. A hundred percent, y'all. You need to forgive yourself. That's short, simple, and to the point. Because if you don't, you're going to regret it. And what did I just say? We don't have guilt. And we don't have regret. Tighten that shit the fuck up. What I have here, I I looked and I was like, I have a note on that somewhere. It's learn to forgive yourself. Especially for hurts and traumas that were done to you. In big, bold letters, you are not to blame for the actions of others. Nope. So... But like, as a for, I said I was done, but now I'm not. Um, <laughs> Rewind. When he, 
that shit a lot of times comes from childhood trauma too. Um, yeah. We blame ourselves for shit that happened to us as a child. And largely, you have absolutely no control over that. Mm-mm. And so, like he said, you were not the cause of it. I can't remember your exact wording, but like that's not your fault. What other people did to you is not your fault. Forgive your past. Forgive your inner child. Like the exact words are, you are not to blame for, for the actions, the actions of others. It's mm-hmm. powerful shit, y'all boys. We're gonna get into dimensional tips. Mine landed on four physical Jesus. Um, Jesus had like an eight pack. You know how I feel about physical. Have more sex. Damn. Why the fuck we keep getting the same roll? I got four. Well, roll it again. No. So I, my physical tip is have more sex. I'm talking to myself. I have, (laughs) um, made that a least bit of priority because of everything else I had going on in my life. But I forgot how many benefits sex has, especially for serotonin and like happiness and just releasing stress and all type of other things. And, you know, people have made sex into a very emotional thing. Don't get me wrong. You are exchanging bodily fluids and therefore exchanging ties. But in and of itself, the act of having sex was put on this world for more than procreation don't let christians tell you otherwise it has a lot of scientific benefits and you need to do that shit but bust nuts and stop having sex with people who don't help you bust a nut (laughs) i hate you (sighs) what's your financial tip g i i mean financial physical (laughs) busting a nut is a great sensation but you know what's a close second if not can compete with it sometimes peeing like that that's oh, a great yeah. sensation like you never really think about it but man i just got it man just go pee real quick man you just drink a lot of fluids and go pee it's not the same, it's not the same. but it's, it's a great sensation it's not bad agreed it's it gets a silver medal to, to bust in the nut. nut a good nut a good nut a good nut because i'd have some good ass piss like boy Where you felt that shit in your soul whole body and think about it after you bust a good nut what you got to go do sleep pee you got what you're supposed to go pee well you pee then sleep but then you gotta go pee it's like yeah. and it's two back-to-back sensations of course you're going to sleep after that mm-hmm. bro that's a whoo that's a double double it's a double whammy, whammy. I hate you. oh my what is your physical tip my physical tip is do some cardio man doing aerobic exercise also called <gasps> cardio is one of the best things you could do for your mental and your physical health Heard that too so far. if it's walking Walking. I'm cool with walking. Like, we can stop there. I'm not even going to say jogging and running. Oh, just did. But, yeah, walk. And if you're a server, well, all right, you good. Um, other people, do some walking. And if you're a server and you feel like, well, I walk enough at work. Well, walk just some be tight. Well, walk some more. Just make sure. I also you, your legs am a fan of doing jumping jacks for aerobic exercise because they're quick. They tire yeah. you out and they're to the point. Really? I really hear like most women. I, I don't hear. I see most women don't like to do jumping jacks. They really Titties don't. be flopping. Titties be flopping. <laughs> shit be going everywhere. And I'd be like, oh my God. It, they don't. This is the least it's attractive weird. they look. Most guys be like, yeah, I like to see them. Like, you're weird. That just does. It looks. It looks it weird. It looks dangerous. But. As fuck. It's still a very good quick aerobic exercise. Walking takes a long motherfucking time. Doing 20 jumping yeah, jacks man. does not. Jump jacks isn't bad. What else is cardio that people could do? Anything that requires you to move is cardio. Walk like forward lunges is cardio. Jogging, walking, running, um, jump roping. That's cardio. Jump roping, I like jump roping. Mm-hmm. I do jump roping, boxing. Boxing is cardio. Um, Kickboxing is cardio. As any sport, you're doing cardio. Like any, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Golf, honestly, is you're actually, still, still doing cardio because you got to walk from one place to another. Yeah. Maybe like, so, you know, we get in the car, but like, yeah, but just, oh, not if you're, I don't know. Well, if you get in the car, then no, but that's Some still, that swing just, is technically cardio. I would, I mean, I it's, honestly it's don't even count golf as a sport. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I can't, I count anything competitive. As, as I count competitive cheerleading as a sport. It 100% is. I count Texas Hold'em as a sport. All right. I don't count, like, some people consider athletic competitive competitive things as sports i'm like okay that's cool if that's what you consider sport but i consider a sport anything competitive. anything that is competitive that can be made on a major level so like texas hold'em is considered a sport like, under that criteria like so to me like yeah uno isn't a sport but you make it like 
Uno if you do a national league, it's a fucking, it's a fucking sport. sport. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like so, you could do space right running to make it a sport. We can make that happen. We can, but it's it's too many people get shot. Right, that man said, <laughs> "Do some aerobic exercise," and he mean that shit. Find what works for you. <laughs> Athletic <laughs> sports. <laughs> I thought about if you space. playing I'm like, Texas Hold'em and you do an extra breathing shit. That's a sport. At this spades tournament in the right corner. Oh, these guys are going to get their ass whooped. We have John and Cynthia. <laughs> and in the left corner, we have Pookie and Daryl. They're going to beat the shit. Not Pookie and Daryl. <laughs> They're going to beat the shit. You know what's crazy? I have a cousin named Pookie and Daryl. You're black. Officially. Like, literally. You're, you're officially black. And they are like, <laughs> Daryl is Pookie's nephew. <laughs> That's a pool. How many, how many of our listeners... <laughs> Have a family member named Pookie Pookie and and Daryl. I got a Daryl. I don't know if I got a Pookie. I got a Pookie. (laughs) I got a Pookie and Daryl. Pookie. And then you know what's crazy? Pookie's house was the Spades household. Oh, wow. Like, we used to, I used to live across the street from Pookie, and we used to go to her house every weekend. Her way, Pookie was. Pookie's a girl. I thought Pookie and Daryl were both girls. No, Pookie. I mean, I were both guys. Give me my bad, my mind. Nah, Pookie is a woman. I love Pookie. Pookie. And my homie. But you I know. I got a Smokey. I don't got a Smokey. And Kiki. I got a Kiki. Yeah, uh, wait, what's the what's another one that people got? Uh, Peaches. Peaches. Uh, <laughs> did I say Pookie? I said Pookie. Man, man. Man, man. I got a man, man. I got a man, man. man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. Ball. Y'all boys have Everybody a wonderful fucking day. Thank you for listening. Names. To un- I mean, to unlike there. Thank you for listening to the Trusted Source. Be great out here in these streets. We, we hope we were able to help you learn, grow, and thrive. Period. Kiki, Smokies, and, and, and PB&Js. Pookie, you know. And Pookie, you know. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Trusted Source. If you've made it this far, I'm going to go ahead and assume you liked it. Yep. Assuming. Anyway, share an episode. Go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave a review and a like. We appreciate it. And then go ahead and tag your mama and them, your bitch ass baby daddy and them, your cousins and them, everybody. Tag them, like it, share it, support. Appreciate it. And remember to be yourself. Learn, grow, and thrive. If people don't like it, if you're being yourself, fuck them. <laughs>